0: You're listening to the YCA podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA podcast. We hope you enjoy.
1: So we are back. We're kind of in the fourth quarter of our 35 and under Academy interviews. We're saving the best for last, as people say. Um, Coach certainly isn't quite the last, but he's going to be pretty close. So we've got kind of a – I'm going to just going to go ahead and say it. We've got a big-time name and a big-time program. We've got Coach Braswell, the current defensive coordinator at Dutch Fork. I'm sure you all have heard of that before. I'm sure we'll have a lot of listeners listening in on Coach. Um, like I've said before, they can say their background the, the best. So, Coach, go ahead. Let us know. Where would you play? Where would you coach? You know, how would you get the spot you're in now?
2: Hey, thank you, man. That's uh, quite a heck of an intro. I don't know that I deserve that by any means. But, um, you know, I've definitely uh, been very blessed in my playing and coaching career. Um, you know, it started – my dad was a, a 30-year North Carolina head coach, uh, kind of first in the Charlotte area and then southeastern North Carolina at Wilmington Hoggard. And so, you know, I grew up out at the practice field and tackling dummies and, and chasing loose balls and all that. And um, so it kind of started there. And then I was fortunate enough that uh, my senior year in high school, I played for my dad. And um, actually, my brother was on the team as well as a sophomore. Um, and we were able to win a 4A state championship in North Carolina. And so uh, that kind of started it from there. I went and played Division three football at uh, Catholic University in Washington, D.C. Um, Played DB there and had the opportunity to meet my wife, um, who's been an incredible blessing in my life. And uh, now we have two beautiful children, uh, daughter Addison, that's almost four. And then little Scotty, who is uh, a wild man and almost two. And so, uh, you know, really love them, appreciate them and appreciate her. And um, so then uh, after I got done playing, um, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, Wasn't quite sure how that route would play out. One of my coaches at Catholic University had a friend that was uh, coaching at Methodist University in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And so he kind of got me hooked up with like an intern job down there with them. So um, that was closer to to home, Wilmington, North Carolina for me. So I went down there for a year, um, was kind of a defensive intern, um, learned a lot of ball from that staff. Um, You know, prior to that, I really just locked in on being kind of a DB and coverages and, and techniques and things of that nature. And that kind of forced me to learn some more offense, specifically run game type stuff. And, and, uh, so my first kind of taste of coaching first kind of taste of, of breaking down, you know, full offensive schemes and things like that. Uh, from there, I was able to go, um, Brad Lambert hired me at UNC Charlotte as a strength conditioning kind of a role, but had the opportunity to also work with, Uh, a guy named Bruce Tall that was the defensive coordinator at that time, and uh, James Adams, who was the DB coach, um, was able to kind of do the strength stuff during the day and then, you know, in between that, work with them and the defensive staff and be in the box and kind of charting stuff on game day and uh, continuing to kind of get my feet wet in the coaching uh, realm. From there, I was able to move up into a graduate assistant role and uh, did that for about two and a half years. Um, And then in 2016, I, I got a job Uh, My first full-time job was at Ave Maria University, which was uh, just kind of outside of Naples, Florida, and a guy named Joe Patterson hired me down there to be uh, the DB coach the first year, and then the second year, I got to be the special teams coordinator as well, and uh, that was the NAIA football program, but, um, you know, I got to work with a guy named Mike Heastan, who was a defensive coordinator that now works for the Rams, and was an incredibly sharp dude, had just come from Notre Dame, and got the defensive coordinator job down there, and um, It was kind of cool. He was he was a younger guy such as myself. And we were able to kind of work together and kind of um, it was his defense. But I was able to kind of try and help him tweak a couple of little things. And and we worked together really well. And our wives got along well. And just everything um, was a great learning experience, learning from him and his high level of uh, IQ and football background. But then also just a, a fun experience as a young person living in southwest Florida and then, you know, uh, coaching ball, but uh, from there I got an opportunity to go back with Brad Lambert at UNC Charlotte um, for one one more year. It's um, kind of a an analyst type role, helping out specifically with special teams and a little bit of defense. And um, you know it, that was great to kind of get back closer to home, uh, to 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 be back in kind of the a little bit bigger time football, and then uh, learn from just the incredible staff that he had there at that time. Um, from there, I went. And uh, actually, at that point, my dad was in uh, Virginia at Woodbury Forest School outside of Charlottesville, and um, I, I went there with him after that for two years, uh, kind of during COVID, and um, had a had a ball coaching my dad, living close to my parents. That was when we had my daughter, so being close to them was a great great thing. Uh, but I coordinated defense and helped him do special teams, and, and had a blast working with him. And then um, you know after about that second year. Uh, he came to me one day and said, Hey, uh, coach knots down at Dutch Fort posted something on the scoop looking for a defensive coordinator. Uh, you should apply. And, uh, I was kind of surprised that he brought it up for me to leave, but, um, you know, he had worked with coach knots in Charlotte in the early nineties at West Charlotte high school and they won their first state championship together. And so I, you know, obviously knew very much about coach knots and his career and his success and, um was looking for a little bit bigger time football than what we had there at that time, but um, was able to come down to Dutch Fork uh, there in kind of the uh, winter of 21. And then um, been here since then and, and just been blessed to be a part of that program and, and around the, the special athletes that we have at Dutch Fork. So uh, that's kind of what gets me to here.
0: Hey coach, real real quick, kind of off the script question here. Um, if you can't answer. I'm going to make it easy for you. You can't answer where you're at now. But as far as going and living and hanging out of all these other places that you've been at, where would you like to go back to? Like if you didn't, I'm saying like just cancel out the coaching, but just the yeah. atmosphere where you want to live, like what was the best place to live at?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what I um, When we left Naples, Florida, I'm surprised my wife didn't leave me at that time you know, it was, it was awesome. I mean, we lived, um we lived seven miles from the Gulf of Mexico. We took a ride out of our apartment complex and drive straight down the road and dead ended at the beach. And we would go down there and hang out on our off days and whatnot. And it was just, it was beautiful, you know, living in paradise and everything like that. So um, sometimes when it's a rough day I'll joke with her about why, why did we leave why did we do that or something but it was just that you know Naples area Ave Maria University was a great experience being in that area of the country um, we had some great friends down there you know life before kids so everything was a little bit easier and a little bit maybe a little bit more fun but uh but it was a beautiful place to live we loved it you know we were uh, I guess probably still a little bit in that honeymoon phase, I guess, and which everything is great right now. But you know, at, at you know at freshly married and everything was new and exciting and and beautiful place to live. I think that was probably probably my favorite, to be honest with you.
1: I probably would have picked that one too, Coach. Um, <laughs> I haven't been all around the Southeast, but I've been to a lot of the places you've talked about, and I probably would have picked that one too. Not going to lie to you. A um, couple more off the script before we move on to our first drive. So, how old are you currently, Coach?
2: I'm 34 years old.
1: He's on the cusp. He's on the cusp. Oh, by the way, we have Coach Willis back here.
0: I'm back. Coach
1: Willis is back. So he he always brings a little spice onto this thing. Listen, listen,
0: I've been listening to the podcast while I've been gone. Coach Fields has been hating on me. I've been taking all these vacations. I've only missed one day of summer workouts. So just want everybody to know that. I've been
1: over here grinding. I've only missed
0: one day. I've taken my vacations around football, but I'm back. So everybody can relax now.
2: Well, when Coach Fields said that you were back, it was kind of that was like uh, he, he kind of referenced it almost like the wild card. Like, hey, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna
0: throw some stuff at you, so coach, you gotta be ready for Coach Willis. So yeah, I'm glad I'm, you're a, here. I'm a big off the script type person. That's so right. Like, my my script in the games doesn't very last doesn't last very long. Hey, it's Bo, it goes straight See up in the ya. air like Lane See Kiffin ya. on a touchdown pass. He just tosses it. That's, that's, that's pretty right. much what I do with mine. So love it. No, uh, hey, listen, but seriously, like Fields, Coach Fields has done a great job. Like, kind of kind of you know caddying this thing and, and and taking it to the next level so he stepped up big time so kudos to him absolutely I
1: wow it's the most kind thing he's ever said to me so <laughs> coach let's go back to you man let's go back to you so you're certified in PE anything else you're PE right
2: a PE in history
1: PE so. in history okay cool and currently you are a PE teacher at Dutch Fork Uh, that's correct cool cool just like to get a little background information obviously other than your coaching stop so let's go ahead we're good on time so let's go ahead and what we call the first drive Um, we've got a pretty important question definitely to coach you may know some of his mentors as well if you listen enough you know this question's coming but coach you're a couple of your mentors I know I said coaching it could be you know somebody just in life generally as well
2: yeah um I was a little bit prepared for that question so I've got kind of a uh, a list here to go off of. The first one, I, I just, I can't say enough about my dad. Um, just an incredible. I mean, I know everybody looks up to your dad, but just an incredible role model as a human being, an incredible, uh, uh, an incredible football coach schematically and things of that nature. But then also just uh, as a as a mentor and and uh, influencer of young men. Can't say enough positive things. And and from playing with him and then also coaching with him, I've seen it you know, kind of in two different stops, two different locations, two different settings uh, from two different perspectives and just really try and model what I do after, after him. And, um, you know, he's, he's, you know, I think, you know, he, the the stadium at Hoggard high school in, in Wilmington North Carolina is named after him. It's got his name on the front of it. And I think that speaks volumes to kind of what I'm referencing, but um, just he had to put him first as uh, the person that I try and emulate on a day-to-day basis. Um You know, the second guy, when I was at Charlotte um, the first time, I had the opportunity to work with a guy named Aaron Curry who uh, played at Wake Forest, was drafted high, played in the NFL. Absolute dog. Yeah, exactly right. Just a a freaking beast. And um, he came to work there with us, and uh, I kind of thought he was jumping me in the line of progression of of advancement. And so I was really – I wasn't disappointed when he came, but I thought, man, now I'm, I'm down one more ring. I'm down one more, you know, notch on the totem pole, and um, but we kind of befriended each other, became incredibly close, and a lot of us there at Charlotte were. But you know, Aaron and and a couple of those other guys, just it was great to be around Aaron because he had this incredible knowledge from being in the NFL that was that was eye opening for me. And, and and you know, for about two years, we shared an office, and to be able to sit in there and watch film with him from the perspective of kind of an NFL experienced. Especially linebacker type guy. I just, I learned a lot and he was, he's been, he still is a great friend. We texted him yesterday and uh, he, uh, you know, now coaching with the Steelers, coaching the linebackers. So he's a great resource that I'll bounce ideas off of. And he was involved in my wedding and everything. So we've really, we bonded from the beginning. We really grinded together. I learned a lot from him and appreciate him. So um, he would be next. I would list the third guy I got listed is, is a defensive coordinator from Ave Maria, a guy named Mike Hestan, uh, that I think kind of helped get me hired down there out of a GA role where I was making no money and um, allowed me to move to Naples, Florida. We just got talking about, got to talking about Naples. So, um, but he was coming from Notre Dame. He had been at um, FIU and Miami of Ohio and and played at Indiana State and or uh, Illinois State, I'm sorry, and uh, but had this incredible, um, you know, high. Football IQ and and had a great vision of what he wanted to do defensively. A lot of what we do at Dutch Fork now is uh, kind of he stands Mike he stands things just with a little Tom Knott's twist to it, just uh, as as he wants as he thinks sees things. But um, he was a great person for me. You know, first time for, first time full time job. He was a great guy to learn from. I learned I learned a lot from him, um, and uh, I had I thought he had a great philosophy for for breaking down offenses, and then. Um, Teaching things to the kids and and uh, he did a great job there and now obviously in the NFL again. So uh, he was great and you know again the next person you know Coach Knotts uh, you know obviously hired me you know three and a half years ago or whatever and his incredible incredible career the depth of knowledge that he has both offensively defensively managing a program building a program maintaining a program um, just just so appreciative for him for allowing me to be a part of it and then uh, just. The 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 day to day learning and the experience that I get from him, you know, even just having to go against his offense in practice is, is uh, you know, helps to, you know, make you better as a as a coach as well. So, um, that would be my list of of guys that I would say are are coaching, you know, idols, mentors, uh, people of that nature. So,
0: yeah, coach. So uh, kind of you know moving on to the next part of that. A lot of these guys I would assume are probably all older than you. Which kind of brings us to our, our next question in the first drive. So, why is it important for those guys that are our our older coaches to pour into guys like yourself and like us?
2: Yeah, I think you know um, you know kind of what I just said with Coach Knotts. I mean, the depth of knowledge that's there from these you know veteran guys and and um, just the the depth of knowledge, the experience there that to be tapped into, um, I think is is just. Um, is, is invaluable. I mean, I think even some of the stuff that I referenced with coach, he that we did defensively there, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So, uh, you know, there, there's, you know, some, some of the things that we did with him, maybe don't apply directly to Dutch Ford, but coach Knotts probably has another answer. You know, there's more than one way to do everything. So that's um, just, you know, that's my biggest thing is, is the depth of knowledge that there is to be had. And, um, You know, I think for me, one big thing that's been a focus with wanting to at some point in my career move towards a head coaching role, you know, game management. I think, you know, even, you know, I referenced my dad before, but, you know, I'm sitting at home watching, uh, you know, Florida Gators play somebody or, you know, whatever college football team on TV and just talking with him about game management situations, timeouts and different things like that. And um, so I I think just the, the depth of knowledge there is so great that. It might be the littlest note, or the or the biggest game plan note, or whatever it might be, but there's always something to be gained um, just with that that experience level and those years invested in, in uh, specifically high school football. So,
1: yeah, coach. So, I mean, I, I got to agree with that. There's some things as far as coaching, definitely. I think towards that head coach role that can only be gained through experience. You know what I mean? So, like you said, to have that experience, it's not necessarily being in that role, but being around somebody who's been in that role for so long, you can gain experience quickly in whatever role you're in, you know. So, it Great. all goes back to, I can't say it enough, I think Coach Cromer, I keep saying it every episode, talked about bridging the gap. And that's kind of what, you know, we're trying to do, what the Coaches Association is trying to do, and kind of what Coach Braswell is talking about right there is bridging the gap. You know, how can we do that? So, we will take a quick break, and we'll come right back with our aired-out segment. So we're back with our interview with Coach Braswell. Uh, just remember, just a heads-up, guys, uh, The you might be listening to this after this academy is kind of over, but we are going to have a academy day for the 35-and-under academy Um, Remember, they selected 15 of the top assistants, coordinators, and head coaches in the state of South Carolina. This is the inaugural class, so that's the first year for you guys who can't figure that out. And kind of what it will be capped of is the Tuesday of the All Sports Clinic in Greenville. All of these guys will get together under one roof. We'll have some ADs, some prominent head coaches, and even some principals of some bigger schools in the state kind of drop some knowledge and have a lot of different sessions uh for you teachers think a little bit of a professional development day that these guys will get to experience and luckily uh coach willis and i got the invite to kind of sit in the back and learn as well so that's been awesome
0: yeah i've got a uh... I got to chat with Coach Filler to make sure I can borrow one of his thousand notepads so I can yeah. take some notes. You know? That's
1: right, that's right. Yeah, he he probably has one or two that <laughs> we can take. But, uh, man, we're, we're excited for it, and we're excited for all these guys who are selected. So, saying that, let's go ahead and our air it out. Remember, this is the meat and potatoes, the stuff that people really like to hear. And uh, we are going to throw the spotlight on Coach. He's not really going to want to do these next two questions, but I, I'm sure we'll have a good time listening to him. So, Coach, what are you personally hoping to gain out of that 35 and under?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, I'm very excited about it. I, I appreciate you guys doing this podcast. I'm glad to hear you guys are going to be there too. And, and, you know, thanks to Coach Fiddler and, and the Coaching Association, just it's been a, a, a great honor to be a part of it. And I'm really looking forward to, to being a part of that day at, at the uh, clinic as well. So I think the biggest thing to me is just kind of uh, I always try and think about the, the, the concept of evolution and just kind of continuing to evolve, continuing to learn, you know, all those defensive guys look at the evolution of offenses as, as that is going on right now. And, and, and they do that on a daily basis. But, um, you know, the big thing is just, you know, especially with kind of a North Carolina background, I think the quality of, of coaching and, and schematics um, and, and, and everything here in South Carolina, since I've been here, you know, the past, you uh, few years has been incredible so the fact of being able to sit down with some some other coaches from the area and, and take a day and 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 bounce some ideas off each other and 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 learn from those other guys is is the number one thing that I'm most excited about um, and then the, the, the second the second part is just uh, the, to fellowship with these guys and fellowship with you guys and fellowship with you know guys that are invested in high school football the same as I am and and uh, you know the the whole concept of just you know, football is kind of family. There's a little bit of brotherhood even beyond, you know, just that one locker room, you know, being able to sit down with, even right now with you guys. I mean, I'm having a blast. I could be there in the office with you right now. We could start, you know, get the whiteboard out and and start with it right now. But um, just, you know, the, the the concept of evolution and the, the quality of coaches here in this state and then
0: um, just the, the fellowship that goes with it. So, yeah, Coach, you seem like you'd be a, a good guy to hang out with in the office right here. We got a whiteboard over here. I don't know if you can see it behind us, but I'm sure we'd have uh, a, a lot of good times jumping on that whiteboard for sure. Yeah, man, that sounds great. I see it. I got this.
2: I like there's some routes drawn up there. I see a couple posts and uh, some things like that. So I'm trying don't, to don't look, game don't look. Planning. <laughs> I'm game planning already. So.
1: Easy, easy. Might be some 3A guys listening to this. Easy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, Coach, so um, kind of the, this is my favorite question. Um, obviously, jumping back on here, it's my favorite one to ask. To all the guys because it's one it kind of puts you guys in an uncomfortable kind of situation because nobody really likes to kind of brag about yourself but if you could hang your hat on being the best at one aspect of coaching what would that be
2: yeah I think um that's a, that's a tough one and and there's you know a little bit of a, a humility element to it too but I think you know for me um you know kind of that same concept of this evolution if I can continue to kind of to, to develop. If I can continue to evolve, if I can continue to improve myself, um, then then maybe I can try and stay, you know, either with this progression of of football or with the the evolution of offenses or with the evolution of high school football and and. you know, the, the game is ever evolving and the idea of staying stagnant or doing the same thing over and over again, or, or never really improving or, or self-improving or working hard to, to evolve and develop yourself, um, I think is, is equates to death, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's probably not a good analogy, but this, this idea that, um, you know, I, I think evolution is necessary and, and, um, developing yourself is necessary and so if if i think if i could hang my hat on one thing it would be you know being the best at continuing to evolve and trying to continue to learn and to continue to improve what i'm doing uh in in terms of relating to the kids improve what i'm doing related to scheme improve what i'm doing related to motivation improve what i'm doing related to strength and conditioning um i think if 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 people thought about me and said that guy's always learning, that guy's always developing himself, then I, I think that 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 turns out to be uh, a benefit for the f- football program that you're working with, the kids that you're working with, and and I think that I just I'm really invested in that evolution process and the consume, the the, the, um, the idea of never becoming static and always trying to to strive for for better. So I guess that's the best that i can answer that question
1: (laughs) no you did a great job um just to kind of reiterate i've been saying this with the previous pods but these guys keep coming up with uh really great answers for this question um can't say it enough we kind of prep them and i did not prep coach at all he did a great job we try to stay away from building relationships you know we all do that as a coach you're not a good coach if you don't do that so it's been really hard for these guys to come up with you know kind of bragging on themselves a little bit and coach's answer kind of leans into like he's a defensive guy and that's what we have to do and you know he used the word death but it really can be a football death um you know of course there's high school coaching spots everywhere especially in our state but for the most part the guys that stay at the top you know it's just like college and nfl you either grow or you don't right you either grow or you die as far as a football death as far as a coordinator an assistant and even a head coach i mean You know, it's these guys that are constant with wins or Hall of Fame guys, even look at Nick Saban. Like, people love to look at the college game. Like, look how much that dude's evolved. You know, he's he's had to, right? If you don't, you get fired and people forget your name and you move on and you don't get to impact kids anymore. So, I think your answer, you know, you being a defensive guy, leans into it perfectly.
0: Hey, Coach, quick, uh, another off-the-script kind of deal. How much emphasis do you put on self-scouting yourself? Yeah, um...
2: You know, it's it's kind of hard during the year, um, and to and to go in a whole lot of depth. Um, well, you know, I'll take uh, some quick glimpses of just um, percentages of calls and things like that during the year. Once the season's over, I'll try and really go back and then really hack down to it. Like, what are we calling in different situations? You know, the same way that I would break down an offense situationally, you know, whether that's you know, field zones or um, you know third down situations, things like that, and then formationally, you know what what are we what are we calling? What tendencies do we have? And then also, um, you know, a thing that that has been kind of a part of my evolution at being at Dutch Fork. That's been forced by the, the quality of the offensive coordinators that that we've played against over the past few years. But you know how you know how can I play into that, or how can I show maybe a little bit of that tendency? and then have something else programmed up, you know, just kind of know, kind of almost think as they're thinking, you know, okay, they're seeing, you know, fire zone three or, or whatever it might be. And how, how can I, you know, show that look and play into this tendency and then really have something else keyed in or, um So that, that goes a lot into kind of um, a lot, I guess the self scout, I invest a lot in that in, in December, January, February just the idea of, you know, what have we done historically and how do we improve that? And then how do we fake that, (laughs) you know?
0: So that's uh, that's a big part of my winter thought process. Yeah, Coach, and kind of elaborating on that, you're obviously a part, you know, a defensive coordinator at the, I mean, let's just be honest, the most successful program we've had here in the state of South Carolina the last 15 years. So I guess my thing is, you know, you win a championship. How do you, like, when when that game's over, and how do you like reload and, and try to come out and prepare and strap up and bring the same intensity the next year after you've won multiple championships? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think the first
2: thing I got to say is I'm just, I'm fortunate right now to be a part of this program. Coach Knotts, uh, Doug Rivers, you know, those guys have been there for, you know, 12 years and and they're really, coach Noah Dixon, you know, I, I'm very biased and, and Noah's a great person, great human being, but in my opinion, best strength coach in the state. Those guys laid the foundation for the success of this program. Um, so I'm just blessed to to be a part of it at this time. But um, you know, I think if you if you know Coach Knotts at all, I mean that that next Monday after the state championship game, you know, we're we're back to work. So there's not much time to catch your breath. There's not much uh time to to really celebrate, you know, that that win or 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 loss or more than that loss or whatever it has been. But um you know, I think the big thing is, is to, to kind of try and – for me mentally I try and turn the page, you know, get those red senior names off the board, move those other names up, um, you know, start to – where I get excited is kind of that self-scout thing. You know, we had a guy that played for us last year, Chandler Perry, that, um, you know, I basically spent the whole winter and summer game planning for him. How do we use this guy? He's so dynamic. He's so special. He's such a great football player. Um, so then, moving forward from that, and taking that Chandler Perry red name off the board, and looking at who we got best or got but coming back, and then figuring out, okay, now how can I best use these pieces? How can I best push these pieces to, 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 to be the best that they can be, and to help us with our goal of, of winning another state championship? And so I think, you know, it's it's, um, it's kind of just the the you know, resetting the process and, and looking at the, 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 you know, to me every year is different the whole, every new defense is different. Your personnel is different. You know, it's a puzzle to me of how do we put the best pieces in the best places and, and how can we get the most out of them? And how can I challenge these kids today to invest in this weight room and do everything they can uh, from now until, you know, July 29th or whatever, when we start for sure or for full on and, so I think just kind of trying to reset, turn that page and then, you know, again, I enjoy the kind of the puzzle piece of it, of putting the pieces together and and trying to maximize the the guys that we have with ability or or finding the one or two things that they do well and and trying to play to their strengths and then selling it to them so that they're excited as well. So um that's the positive aspect. The the other aspect is coach not so Uh, kick you in the butt if you don't if you don't get it in gear quickly so uh there's there's two parts to it but i enjoy that piece of of kind of resetting and and trying to get the kids excited about what the year that's coming up so
1: the grind never stops right but we love it we love it i know (laughs) that's a word people uh hate on from time to time but it's the truth so guys we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back with our overtime session back kind of with our overtime we just finished our aired out here with coach and overtime i don't know about coach willis but overtime is my absolute favorite because we kind of script this thing for these guys and they kind of throw us for a loop you know we've had some guys really throw us for a loop what you think coach listen, willis listen
0: I, i've been so i've been absent on my 27 vacations and i look forward to the overtime segments more so than probably anything i'll be honest so i, I do listen for the overtime segments
1: yeah so and like you know, you have people like Coach Price down there at West Ashley, like hit me in the fields, got me in the Triple H the other day. So, <laughs> Coach Willis missed that. But, no, man, we, we've had a great time with Coach, and we want to throw the mic to him and kind of let him talk about his overtime question, segment, topic. Go ahead, Coach.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you guys kind of opened it up. And, you know, I think, again, I just can't say enough appreciation to to Coach Fiddler and the Coaches Association and then you guys for having me. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, I just couldn't – help but but wonder just how the inspiration or, or the the phases of kind of inspiration and development happen for this um you know i made the joke earlier that you know coach Blake Culberson and I are in the office together a lot at the same time and it's one of those things where I think he and I would look at each other like hey man this is cool let's do it and then we'd be like ah now nah, let's go get a beer you know or something like that but you know what how you know i am just kudos to you guys for following following through with this and just I wanted to hear your take of how it came to be and what kind of phases and development you guys have had to go through to get this thing done.
1: Oh, so um it, it kind of started as a joke, Coach, to be completely honest with you. Um we say established in twenty twenty just to be official, but um it's kind of something we got together as young guys. There's four or five of us we'd, you know, go to each other's houses. Um, have a couple drinks, talk ball. We'd get the whiteboard out. You know how young coaches are. Um, I'm sure you went through that in your college coaching phase a lot. And, uh, you know, we jokingly were saying we were the Young Coaches Association, and it kind of grew from there. And and we've got some guys, you know, be honest with you, they don't get on all the time, like Ben Beck, um, Caleb Strickland, Stephen Davis, Jacob Poston. Um, We kind of call ourselves that. But it it wasn't anything serious, and uh, Coach Willis and I kind of, said screw it let's get serious about it you know and um we did a couple you'll hear a couple of them if y'all go back that were just terrible audio quality we're just kind of messing around joking around with it and then you know coach willis and i kind of had like a realization like look dude you know we're coaches so if we're gonna do it we're we're gonna put a little money a little time we're gonna invest into it and got some good equipment and kept pushing it and honestly it's, it's coach it's it's hard i'm not saying like i'm on a roof and you know but understand you guys who are listening we don't make any money off of this um and coach and i just took coordinator roles at you know a 3a school and um you know with a brand new head coach and it's took a lot for us to kind of balance it back and forth and trying to do it you know professionally even though we're not getting paid for this and you know it's paying off we're we're building some relationships throwing that word out there for you guys coach gamble if you're listening that one's for you um you know networking a little bit and learning and growing and it's been so much fun man when you hop on like just hopping on with coach like him and i before coach willis got on we're just literally talking about kids right like how our kids are adapting to our system and things like that so it's a blast once we get on but it is kind of hard carving out that free time um to do this you know it's definitely kind of like you said people talk about it but we we're trying to be about it you know coach willis you got anything
0: yeah, I mean, like Coach said, it just kind of started – honestly, this is what really happens. Coach Fields is like, hey, y'all want to come hang out. And, and Coach Fields is like a is – a, is the master chef over here. He's throwing something on the grill. <laughs> you know, like I said, there's some guys might have some drinks, stuff like that. But Coach Fields is putting together some some chicken. There's some barbecue, some shrimp, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, we're just sitting around talking. And, and I will say you're you're sitting here talking to two guys that when we get – I get in this, like, research mode so like when he and I were like hey man let's I'm like hey we can actually get some stuff to like improve our equipment so I go on this like week-long journey of researching this and that and trying to find equipment that's going to help us that's not you know a thousand bucks and you know talking to him we we just kind of decided was like hey man let's just jump into it and for one it's going to be fun uh you know if anything it might be fun we might not make anything off of it but at the same time we're going to get to meet some new guys and and talk some ball and have some fun and, and record it, you know. So, whatever it is, you know, we just kind of decided, all right, let's jump in. But, And I will agree, like Coach Fields, we've had some issues, you know, trying to plan out some stuff, and it's tough, you know, try, you know and we're all coaches, so it's tough to put together a full schedule of summer ball and trying to get guys on and, and put together, you know, episodes and things like that. So, you know, we're working at it, uh, but, you know, it just it takes a little adjustment to get, you know, adjusting to get used to. So. You know, we're just grinding and, and trying to make a little bit better. But we've had some help, like Coach Fiddler's helped us. Um, he's you know hooked us up with this, you know, the thirty-five and under academy, and and kind of helped us, giving us some questions we could ask, and you know, put together some graphics and stuff for us. So we're just trying to, you know, get better at it each week and just go from there. Honestly,
2: I love it. I, you know, again, I, I I haven't said it enough. If I've said it a couple times, but you know, thanks to you guys. And um, now now that I know, though, Coach Fields next time we're doing this cooking and talking ball thing I need an invite all right now that I've got my interview done I'm, oh you're I'm, all man. in brother you're
1: in you're in the circle hey you're 35 and under so you'd come in you'd be like royalty you know what I mean yeah. like one of the wrestlers on the intros right coming in um, hey,
0: listen, and I've never busy stuff in my face I just, listen. I just <laughs> listen I've never had anything that fields has made that hasn't been good so I, I can vouch and I, I like to eat so I, I can vouch for him
1: yeah, we'll, we'll have to get either, you know, uh, Coach Culberson, the offensive line coach there at Dutch Fort, um, like Coach Braswell, has to be with him pretty much every day, probably during the school year, but we're That's good right. buddies with him, we text him, and we've been trying to link something up, so Coach, you're definitely, we're going to figure it out, either we're coming up to you or you guys are coming down here, we'll figure something out, maybe this off season. <laughs> Um, and get that, that thing together good. but coach kind of threw it back at us for overtime so we'll throw it right back at him to kind of finish this thing out so coach if you could give maybe one two pieces of advice for an aspiring coach maybe somebody who wants to be where you're at currently what what would those be what would those pieces of advice be
2: yeah um you know i think uh you know my biggest thing is just about you know confidence and believing in yourself and i think of that as at the coaching at the from a coaching angle comes from you know doing your homework uh you know investing in yourself learning what you need to and 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 then you know and then once you've got that homework done and you've done your background and and you feel confident then you know then believe in yourself and the system that works for you uh, you know i kind of said it earlier there's more than one way to skin a cat and um you know i think you know kind of the the my biggest thing is that I always try and be as thorough as I can with the game plan and the breakdown that we do. And then from there, once it goes on that, that call sheet, you know, I I feel like I try and and believe in myself and have confidence that this is the right cause for these situations or these formations or whatever, based on my, my hard work on the film breakdown, my hard work on the, you know, the game plan and everything like that. So I, you know, I just think, um, and I think I'm I'm partially talking to myself here, but just you know, doing your homework, working hard, investing in yourself, bettering yourself, uh, believing in in what you do, and then sticking with it, and 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 staying to your guns, and and just believing in yourself. Um, and and I think that confidence comes from that hard, hard work. So um, that's my biggest thing. Just thinking about it is, uh, and again, I, I'm talking to myself as much as anybody, but just you know invest you know putting that work in and then from there believing in it and uh and going out and and sticking to your guns uh on the sideline with that call sheet or whatever it might be and um so I think just you know working hard and then that hard work should should equate to confidence and and belief in yourself and in your kids and and then uh you know going out and and, and winning ball games so
1: absolutely coach it's kind of like uh Towing the line like i always like to tell kids and you know people live in moderation it's towing the line of knowing your why sticking to your guns but still learning and growing at the same time and it's easy to say but it's very hard to do you know but you you said it best a little bit of self-confidence will go a long way as long as what you're doing is somewhat of the correct way right like you know it's one thing to grow you know but you got to stick to some guns there's got to be something that you can know inside and out and that's what you do
2: yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. So, you know, Coach really killed it, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Coach Willis, do you have any kind of closing words before we let this one rip?
0: Nah, man, it's just been a, a, a pleasure to be back on, obviously, and, and what a great guest we've had. You know, obviously, like Coach Field said, we we definitely talked about coming down to see you guys um, and talk to Coach Culberson some and just want to give you guys, what, like you said, film, on the board, whatever. But, you know, just having you on here has been awesome, man, and I appreciate you taking out some time today to – to, you know hey I know everybody's grinding right now but appreciate you giving us some time today for sure
2: No, man I appreciate you guys I just can't say thank you enough to the again the coaches association you guys coach fiddler I mean um you know the everybody involved with the Dutch fork football program and um, I just yeah i'm I'm incredibly blessed to be where I am and and uh, appreciate you guys squeezing me in and um you know cramming down some lunch before this and um you know, I know, like you said, I mean, we, you got summer ball and then you got these interviews and, you know, I'm and my wife's working right now. I got the kids upstairs taking a nap. So, we're, a, you know, we're all kind of, uh, you know, wearing many hats. But I appreciate you guys making the time, making it work, and, and just uh, putting this whole thing together. And, and it's, uh, it's been awesome and I feel honored to be here. So, thank you guys.
1: All right, guys. So, that's another one knocked out. We had Coach on. He killed it, crushed it, can't say it enough um thank you for coming on man like you said you put on many hats um coach is having to be real quiet he's got the kids sleeping so (laughs) no he's he absolutely did a great job so until next time guys
0: all right that's all we've got for today's episode of the yca podcast thanks for listening and make sure you go to spotify and hit that subscribe button Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at YCA underscore podcast. Follow, like, retweet, and share the YCA podcast, and feel free to send questions or content ideas you'd like to be covered in the future. Thanks again for listening. This is Cam Willis signing off. Until next time, see ya.